Hey everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode four. Yeah, this is our first podcast where we are not coming back from travel. So we did not travel this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I traveled a little bit, but no, we didn't take like a trip off somewhere else. Yeah, we stayed in Buffalo or Western New York for you. Yeah. Um, so Saturday, we celebrated um, one of my good friend Felicia's birthdays by going on a wine tour. Um, so Western New York is home of the Niagara Wine Trail, and it's just like all of this land in Western New York, I guess, is really good for growing grapes, and the climate is good for like growing season, so there are a ton of wineries, and they make pretty good wine. Um, so it's like a thing going on a wine tour up here. I'd never been on one before. This is my first. Yep. I still haven't been on one. (laughs) (laughs) I was not a part of the wine tour. Yeah, it was sort of like a ladies thing. I don't know. Jeff just didn't want to go. The invitation was there. (laughs) He just didn't want to. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) But it was really fun. Um, We went to like five different wineries and the one that we ended up at was called Flight of Five. And it was in, like, an old courthouse in Lockport. Um, And it it was just really cool. They still had, like, the original coffers on the ceiling. And there was, like, a restaurant in the bottom. And the wine... Or, yeah, winery. The winery was, like, on the top. Yeah, I don't know. It was neat. It was a good way to spend an evening. Yeah, tell us about the other wineries that you went to. Well... I can't really remember a lot of details. (laughs) Why can't you remember any details? (laughs) Because I just have a bad memory. Oh, okay. But there was one, I can't remember the name of it, that had a border collie, and he was really cute. His name was like... You remember the dog that the, <laughs> the winery's name? Yeah, his name was like Ethan or something. He had a human name, which is always weird. But he like very aggressively wanted to play, play fetch, oh. so that was cute. Um, we went to Niagara Landing, which was Felicia's favorite winery, and it's really neat because, like, you walk in and they immediately offer you tastings, and I mean, I guess that's, like, a little different than breweries, like, breweries expect you to buy, like, one beer, or, like, you could do a flight, but that's not necessarily, like, what they're pushing on you. Mm -hmm. Like, when you walk in a winery, it's like, hi, like, a tasting of five is five dollars, and it was, I don't know, it was just Different culture. Yeah. At a brewery than a winery. Yeah. And we went to this one called Chateau that was... Chateau. Yeah. (laughs) That was in... It looked like a farm building, like where they would put, like, store hay or something. Like, there just wasn't... A barn? Well, no, but it wasn't a barn. It, It was, like, maybe, like, a pole barn, like, where you store hay. But it wasn't, like, where animals would live. Um, And they had, like, the back door open, and it was just, like, the vineyard, like, all the grapes and stuff growing. It was just really cool because, like, we live in, like, the city proper, so there is green space because Buffalo is amazing at, like, incorporating that into the city. But this was just, like, miles and miles of, like, green open land, and it was crazy, very beautiful it rained the whole day so we didn't spend like too much time outside but it was really nice to look at so while you were off going to your wineries with your (laughs) friends i explored larkinville a little bit in buffalo so we're gonna talk about buffalo a lot in some of the podcasts where we don't travel 
but I'll kind of hold it off to just this one little section of town. So I went for lunch at a little uh, bar, which was like in a house. It's like Mariano's family tavern or something. <laughs> I got a beef on wake and a beer. That was really surprisingly nice. They had a lot of cool sports decor on the wall. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. Do you want to explain what a beef on wick is? For all of our non-Buffalonians. Oh, sure. So beef on wick is a buffalo sandwich. Uh, it's really simple. It's just roast beef <laughs> on a Kimmelwick roll. So the roll has uh, special Kimmelwick seeds and salts on top. And the sandwich comes with horseradish. And that's what makes it tasty. <laughs> and if you put too much horseradish on, or like if one bite has more horseradish than another bite... It'll clear out your sinuses. It'll blow out your nose. <laughs> yeah, I can't hang with too much horseradish. Like, it's good on the sandwich, but I always have to get it on the side because otherwise they just, like, cake it on there. <laughs> I love it. I don't really like a lot of spicy things, but that I love. You know, it's really tangy. Yeah, it's a different kind of spicy. Yeah, tangy for sure. <laughs> and then uh, I went to our favorite brewery, Buffalo Brew Company, which is in Larkinville, I yeah, it's kind of on the fringe of Larkinville. Uh, really small brewery, which is in like this old garage that this garage has been there for, well, I don't know, 150 years. And uh, it's a small little microbrewery. They have chairs now, but for the longest time, it was so small that you literally couldn't sit down. There were no chairs. Yeah, you would walk in and there were like the taps and yep. like a little... It wasn't even a Standing bar. area. It was a counter <laughs> that you could get your beer at. And then they had like keg tables. Yep. Where you could stand around, but it really is our favorite brewery, and they make the best beer in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. It's it is the best beer in Buffalo. Like it tastes the best. It's it's easy and simple. Like a lot of the breweries around here, craft beer is really big in Buffalo. So a lot of the breweries around here it try might to, be big everywhere now. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We've gone to a few cities where we haven't found a lot of breweries. Um, Buffalo has a lot of craft breweries, a lot of breweries in general. For the size of the city, there are a lot of breweries, and a lot of a lot of them just do too much to their beer, and mm-hmm. it like gets to the point where it doesn't even feel like you're drinking a beer. Huh. Like we 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 do also really enjoy Resurgence Brewing Company, but like one particular beer like sticks out when I say they do too much to their beer, and it was like this smoked Chipotle porter. Or it something. was <laughs> the worst beer I've ever had in my life. It tasted like liquid firewood. It was just the worst taste imaginable. It tasted like what I think potpourri would taste like. Yeah, and it does come in like a tiny little glass and it's like pretty high gravity. So yeah. they know you're not going to drink a lot of it, but it was uh, it was just so such different. Such a mistake. So different from <laughs> all of their other beers uh, yeah. that it kind of traumatized us a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but to kind of reel us back to Buffalo <clears throat> Brew Company, they, uh, like Esther was saying, they do a lot of like clean, simple beers. So they have a lot on the menu and every time we go in, they have a new beer, but they don't push the boundary as much as other breweries which, you know, saying that, it kind of sounds like a bad thing, but it, it's almost a good thing. Like, they know what they're doing, and they're doing it well, and they don't, like, give you this wacky, crazy flavor just for the novelty, you know? It's just yeah. a clean beer, and they do it in a bunch of different styles. So, um, yeah, I, I got a couple of crowlers because I didn't have my growler in the car, so got a couple of crowlers and... You know, then I met up with some family until Esther got done with her winery 
tour. And then Sunday rolls around, which is yesterday. We were offered to go to the art museum, the Albright Knox Art Museum. Fantastic art museum. Uh, best in Buffalo, if not the best in this whole area, you know, anywhere around. But we decided to be lazy. We did nothing yesterday. <laughs> we watched the, well, I mean, I watched the World Cup, you know, Poland played Colombia. I watched that game and we sat around the house and got some chores done. It was nice. Well, I had We've my had book, a lot of travels. I had my book club that morning. <clears throat> so I did something. <laughs> like I, I did nothing <laughs> and I did it proudly. Yeah, I, it was nice. I'm a part of a book club and we just meet on Sundays like every month or so. And so I had that in the morning and then I brought home lunch and then we proceeded to be lazy. Yeah, it was great. Which is good because um, as you guys have noticed in the podcast, every weekend so far we have gone somewhere. So it started with... <laughs> For started with Baltimore and Southern Virginia, and then it was Detroit, and then it was New York City, and this time it was just Buffalo. It was a rainy weekend, and it was a nice, like, relaxing time. At least for me. Kind of get the gears back going. Yeah. So, um, well, since this episode is really kind of short, <laughs> and we've teased it before, I think we should talk about our trip to Okeechobee, Florida. <laughs> okay. So let me start off by saying I have lived in a lot of places in my life. Most of you who know me personally know that. Um, but Orlando and Tampa is the furthest south I've ever lived. And every time I travel from Orlando or Tampa to a nearby town, it's always north, east, or west. I've never gone south. I've never gone south of Orlando ever in my life. So the furthest south I've ever been was a place that I lived, which is kind of unique. So... I had the urge to take us somewhere south, but not as far south as Miami because that's kind of pushing the stay overnight, not really drive down there for a day and come back. Yeah, and we were so poor then yes. that that was not even an option. Like, we would not spend the money to stay at a hotel because yeah. we did not have it. That's true. Um, Let's reverse the clock. So we did this trip in 2012. So this is the first year we met. This is maybe four months or not even. No, it had to. It was so hot. Yeah. It must have been like within the first month or two of our relationship. Okay. We started dating in July. Yeah. Or maybe it was 2013. Maybe it was the year after. But it doesn't really matter for the, the sake of the story. So uh, we'll, we'll start by saying Okeechobee to Orlando is what, maybe two hours Something like that. Oh, I thought it was like an hour. So, but maybe you have a better memory than yeah, me. Maybe it's like two hours. I don't know. I'm sure we could Google Maps it. We just don't have a phone in front of us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we decided to go south to Okeechobee from Orlando. Um, and we take my car because I insist on driving anywhere we go. Uh, I just like to drive, especially if it's a long distance. And at the time, I did not have a great car. And my car was on its last legs. So, no, this was definitely 2013 because I got my Trailblazer, I believe, a couple weeks after this trip. Oh, okay. So, my current car, the Trailblazer, is great, and we've actually used it for many trips across the country and to further cities, and it's been great. Never had problems with the Trailblazer, but uh, the car before, I had a Saturn station wagon, a 2000 Saturn station wagon. And it was on its last legs. Like, it yeah. was it was getting to the point where 
you really, the car had no value yeah you really just had to scrap it and that would be it that's yeah. all the money that you would ever get for it so the saturn station wagon uh i don't know maybe the months leading up to it a couple of things happened uh the air conditioner went out and was too much to fix the radio went out and it was too much to fix uh, it did not have power windows. It had roll windows up and roll windows down, which makes it even worse when you don't have air conditioning in Florida because if you're by yourself in the car, you can only roll down <laughs> your window. You can't even roll down the other windows. And if it rains, you can't even get the humidity out. Is this after you lost your catalytic converter as well? Oh, yeah. So also, <laughs> I had been driving and my catalytic converter and the exhaust system fell out on the highway. <laughs> And I took it to a shop, and they patched it up by taking the catalytic converter out and just sticking a pipe in, sticking a long pipe through. So my car wouldn't have passed inspection in New York or any other state where there was inspection, but Florida doesn't have inspection. So this car went from (laughs) just a little commuter car to a loud commuter car. It was a loud car. And it's pretty miserable. Looking back on it, it doesn't have a radio or air conditioning so no conveniences, no electricity, and it's now also loud and rumbles too. It rumbled a lot, like vibrated when you were at, when you were at a light. The cars just. <laughs> but at least you had a car. Yes, I liked it. I liked the car, even at its worst. I still liked it until I got another car and realized how much better it was to get another car. <laughs> and Jeff would always like offer to give people rides like that's the thing like he's driving this little car that has power or doesn't have power windows and doesn't have ac doesn't have radio and he was still like oh i'll give you a ride to work yeah 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 so (laughs) so anyway we take the trip down and it just okay so florida it doesn't get it gets extremely hot in florida and our florida friends are going to be mad if i don't say that it does get extremely hot in florida but The fact that Florida is a peninsula and it's surrounded by water on three sides does make it so that it actually can't get extremely hot. So the temperature really can't go much over 100 degrees. If it hits 100 degrees, that's about maximum temperature in central Florida. I'm not talking for the rest of the state. I don't know about northern Florida or southern Florida, but in central Florida, it doesn't really go over 100 degrees. But if it is 100 degrees and it's really humid, it's horrible. So it does get really hot, but not the same kind of heat. In fact, to backtrack a little, like side, or sidetrack, I should say, uh, in Virginia once, I went to Colonial Williamsburg, and it was 110 degrees. <laughs> the hottest I've ever felt. That is hotter than the hottest day in Florida. And in it fact, also gets humid in Virginia, too, yes. so that's bad. Um, but yeah, Florida, it doesn't get too hot, but it gets so humid yeah. that you walk outside and you feel like you're swimming. Yes. Like it, it's, it's harder to breathe. Yeah. It's actual work yeah. to get through that thick, muggy atmosphere. Yeah. So we took the road down and our plan was to see, okay. So Lake Okeechobee is the giant lake in the state of Florida. So if you're looking at a map of Florida, you're going to see a giant lake kind of towards the south, you know, it's the southern part mm-hmm. of Florida, but it's still in the middle. Um, and Okeechobee is a town at the very northern point of the lake. So we're going to go there. Uh, we looked up, there was an annu- an animal sanctuary, and we can also go up to the lake and see the lake and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know what we were thinking, like looking up online, but Okeechobee is 
Man, I don't like talking bad about places. I mean, I'm the person who defends places, who defends Buffalo, who defends Detroit. But Okeechobee was really not like a happening town. And it's kind of a culture shock coming from Orlando to Okeechobee. Well, yeah, we just went from this like super densely populated area to an area that didn't have much of a population. Like there just weren't a lot of things. And the things that were there were old, which is also weird because in Florida... There's history in certain areas, like Tampa has rich history, and uh, St. Augustine has a rich history. But Orlando and most of Florida doesn't have much of a history. You know, the history is within the last 50 years, which is nothing compared to the rest of the country. But Okeechobee, I mean, some old school Florida buildings, old school buildings that were built like before air conditioning. God, who would live there before air conditioning? So we, did we go to the animal sanctuary? Yeah, so we went straight to the an, animal sanctuary. Uh, oh, meanwhile, on the way down, uh, the road had, like, barely any gas stations, and we mm. went to, like, a very shady gas station. And these are, like, things that we would never do now. Yeah. Like, looking back on it, like, five years later, like, I, we've just really matured. And we're so much smarter now. Like, we always bring water and, like, yeah. snacks and stuff. So just in case we are in that situation where in yeah. the we're in the middle of nowhere and don't feel like stopping. Yeah, I mean we if we did it correctly, we we would have brought a cooler from Orlando. Yeah. We would have had everything ready to go. Um but we didn't and we didn't have a lot of money too. Another thing, we go to the gas station and I think it was cash only. What <laughs> kind of gas station is cash only? And this is two thousand thirteen, so what? Right? <laughs> like that's weird. So uh, we get down to Okeechobee, and we're hot, tired, and angry because we didn't buy any drinks. So now we're dehydrated on this long trip. And we're just too warm. Yep. So, okay. So I only remember a couple of things from this trip. I think my brain is, like, blocking it out. So this is this the animal sanctuary where we walked up, and it was, like donations are your entry or whatever so we just decided to give them a couple bucks and walk around yes and the lady was there with like a bag of bread yes and she just like handed us a bag of bread and was like here feed the animals yes that's exactly the place (laughs) okay it was nice the place was interesting um you know like the, the animals were in like homemade cages but these weren't like exotic animals these were like no she had exotic animals but they were like florida exotic animals yeah they weren't like elephants you know or it's not gonna be like like, a giraffe in there bobcats and like peacocks um gator i remember those little monkeys the like tamarind monkeys um those were super cute but yeah it was mostly just like little animals that you would find in florida and most of the animals if i remember correctly were like injured or something that's why they were there yeah a lot so a lot of um so when you are a registered sanctuary a lot of the animals that they get are animals that have been hurt yeah. somehow and cannot be re- rehabilitated and released. Yeah. Most of the birds were like that. Yeah, so I believe she had bald eagles, and those are definitely one of those birds that you just cannot have unless they are completely unable to survive on their own. Yeah. So, like... So this place is credited. Yeah, and we didn't know very much about it going into it, but it didn't... You know how sometimes you go into, 
like a zoo and you don't know if the animals are well cared for. These animals seemed like they were well cared for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, granted, she gave us a bag of bread and like all the animals, like including the deer and the monkeys were like, hey, bread. Yeah. Like <laughs> There was also free like roaming animals. Like those peacocks. Yeah. I've never seen and, like pe- raccoons. I think too were following us around or something like that. Mm, I don't know about raccoons. I, I think so. Um, but I do remember the peacocks. I've never seen um, a peacock mating ritual before. But this guy was like totally trying. I don't know if he was trying to scare us, but he like like pulled out all of his like plumage and was like shaking his tail at us, and it was uh, pretty yeah, neat. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, the peacock that was doing that. But, you know, the the animal sanctuary was fun, and that was a nice distraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we get back in the car, and instead of heading straight back to Orlando, I'm like, let's go look at this big lake, right? (laughs) Because, like, we're here. We might as well see this lake. This lake is like an ocean. It's, um, you know, to our followers who live in western New York, it's like kind of like a great lake, except Florida and swamp and gator-filled. And like a tenth of the size. Maybe not a tenth of the size. It's a big lake. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we get there and there, it's like, it's like the surface of the sun. It is (laughs) the surface of the sun. There's nobody else walking around. It's blazing hot. We parked, I don't know how my car didn't overheat. We parked the car (laughs) and we walk out onto the the, the, uh, dock and the dock is just like melting our shoes. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I did see a bunch of alligators in the lake, but it could not have been more uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, another thing for our like Northerner listeners, uh, a, the freshwater in Florida is not safe. So like, so yes, there are things like gators and gar that you should worry about, but snakes. Yeah, and snakes, but also like amoebas and like crazy things that grow in water that stays above 80 degrees all year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this lake was like loaded with like tannins, um, which gives like tea its colored. So it was like super dark and murky and we saw a nightmare falling into that (laughs) lake would be a nightmare. It would probably mean death. (laughs) But there, sure enough, there's people out there on boats fishing around and dudes on jet skis hauling ass. And I'm like, all right, have fun, I guess. Mm hmm. So I think it was just because we were so dehydrated and so hot that we were just like getting really snappy and like, we should just leave. Let's just go. After we saw this lake for like five seconds and didn't really know what to do when we we got there. We could not find a place to eat. Yeah. So so that's the other thing. We got to get food before we go back to Orlando because we are not going to make it back to Orlando without eating. And it was just like we were so hot that we just wanted to sit in air conditioning for like five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. And we, we searched around and nothing was open except for... There was like a hotel that also had a TGI Fridays or something (laughs) or Ruby Tuesdays. It was weird, but like the whole town was in this restaurant because it was the only restaurant that was open. Yeah. And we got Ruby Tuesdays and then drove back to Orlando. But yeah, that trip, the memory of that trip is just heat (laughs) and exhaustion and getting mad at each other. And it was the opposite of, like, a fun day spent. Yeah, we were just so miserable (laughs) the whole time. Like, I I mean, when we finally found the animal sanctuary, because it was, like, down all these windy dirt roads. Oh, yeah. That's another thing, too, driving a 
station wagon that's like an inch off the ground on like an outback road yeah so by the time we actually found it it was good we had fun there but everything else aside from that was just terrible and so that's why that is considered our worst trip together (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and then you know it was one of our first like trips together too Mm -hmm. so it's weird that one of the first ones was the worst one (laughs) But, well, we've gotten better at traveling since then. We wouldn't do something like that now, I don't think. Yeah, but I mean, we'd be spontaneous and do small trips. We've done that before. Yeah, but, but we always go prepared now. <laughs> yeah, prepared. Or sometimes just like your car having air conditioning is enough to be prepared. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than just not. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So, Esther, do you have anything else you'd like to add to this podcast? I know it's a short one. Episode four, we made it to four episodes. That's a month's <laughs> worth of podcasts. I know, I'm proud. We don't usually stick with things for this long, I no. think. We this have... would have been the episode we would have gave up on because we didn't travel this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the reason that we did start when we did was because we had so many trips like back yeah. to back. And we were like, oh, this is good. We have enough fodder for like the first few episodes. Yeah. So this is promising that we're on episode four with nothing really to talk about and we're still oh, talking. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I've got thousands of hours worth of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yes. I believe And you. let me start right now with... No, I'm just... That's... <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so again, uh, we don't really have any questions or answers for Q&As for you guys this time around. Uh, we could be cheesy and pose our own question on ourselves, but I don't think we should do that. No. No. Why? Do you have a question for me? What? I can come up with a question for you if you have a question for me. Well, I don't know if I want to put you on the spot. Are you ready for that? Is that okay? You can think of something? Like an answer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless it's a weird question. Are you giving me a weird question? No. What's your favorite place in Buffalo? That's, like, what kind of place? It can be any place. It can be, like, a restaurant or a park or, I don't know, a business of some sort. What's what's your favorite? I don't know. That's that's such a... I mean, it depends on the type of year. I mean, if there's a festival going on oh, or if there's a sporting gosh. event. I mean, my favorite would be, like, in the Sabres arena while they're about to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but, like, no, that's that- a that's a... It has, like, things have to happen for that. Yeah. You know? But it's not just Key Bank Center? Like, that's not your favorite place? No, because I like different places for different things, you know? Mm. I think that question could be expanded to, like, what's your favorite park and what's your favorite restaurant? And we could do that some other time. I guess. I guess. I'm I'm dodging the question because it's such a super wide open question. Okay. My favorite place. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you guys listening are like, why can't you just think of something? And like, I can think of a thousand things. Yeah. There are a lot of places. You can't like, how do you compare eating wings at Duff's to, I don't know, sitting on, you know, the Outer Harbor watching the sunset? Those are two (laughs) completely different scenarios, you know? I guess. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, I feel like you owe me another question. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right, I'll think of a question for you. Okay. All right, so is it going to be Buffalo oriented or no? Sure, why not? It, oh, oh, why not? Oh, well, we didn't we didn't go anywhere else, so it should be Buffalo oriented. It should be Buffalo oriented. Okay. Well. Huh. Hmm. 
Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> store in Buffalo? My favorite store? Any store. I think I know your answer, so... How do you know my answer? Can I when can I, I don't guess? even know you can do the one, two, my three. answer. Wait, so you're going to give me three and I'm going to choose between... No, them. I'm, oh, I'm going to count down to three and then we're going to say three. it at the same time. Hmm. I mean, I definitely have a store that I spend the most time in, but it's not necessarily my favorite. We could do the one, two, three together. Hey, are you going to count us down or you want Let's to? Let's see. Okay, yes. Okay, three, two... One. West, West Side, Side Stories. Stories. Oh my god, yeah, how did see? you know? <laughs> I told you, it's West Side Stories. I was going to say Trader Joe's, but then I was like, no. Oh, boo. <laughs> it's not even just a Buffalo place. That's like a, that's a big chain. So let's talk about West Side Stories for a second. So the West Side of Buffalo yeah. is really cool, and it's up and coming, and it was empty, like maybe 10 years ago. Like No, no. no. It, I mean, there's always been people there, but it's just gone through waves. And it was, like, really bad for a while. And then it was, when it was originally, it was really nice. Anyway, the the whole point of it is it's, like, this weird mix of cultures that live there. There's a lot of immigrants um, and a lot of refugees that live there from a lot of different countries. There's a, there's a whole food court, the West Side Bazaar, that has uh, cuisine from, like, 20 different countries from around the world Mm -hmm. and uh there's a bunch of different cultures that all come together so like originally it was an italian neighborhood and there's still some italian people there and um you know there's a lot of puerto ricans on the west side there's just a lot of different uh different cultures going on and on grant street uh which is a very interesting street that we like to go to a lot there is a used bookstore that esther and me love to go to Yeah, so a while ago, we sort of made the decision to cut down on not not consuming. I guess it it, I guess it would be consuming. So we're just trying to like, make steps to like use reusable bags and like not use paper towels and napkins around the apartment. And uh, I don't know it we do a lot like we have reusable Ziploc bags and all that business. This, anyway. But this is this is all you. You like this stuff Okay, a lot. so I've implemented this change and yeah. you've gone with it. So yeah. we like don't get straws at fast food places and yeah. stuff like that. So it's just small things that we can do to sort of reduce our carbon footprint. Anyway, one of those like major steps that I've taken is no longer purchasing new books. And it's not because I don't like new books. I... I love books. Like if if I had any sort of expendable income, it would most likely go to purchasing books. But since I made that like that transition, I've started um renting from libraries and purchasing used only. And that like change sort of like forced us into looking for used bookstores in Buffalo, and West Side Stories is our favorite. And it's not even like, I don't even know what about it is so great. Like, the owner is amazing, and he's so friendly. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time we go in... He they also remem- have board games, too, which yeah. we like. The owner remembers us every time we go in, and we talk board games, and we talk books. And, like, he'll give us suggestions if he notices, like, something that we're purchasing. Yeah, I think I think the main reason we like this place is it really piques our, like, specific interests. So, I feel like the guy likes a couple of things that I personally like and you personally like. So he likes board games, so there's board games. We both like board games. There's a big check mark. He likes a lot of uh I don't I don't I mean the more popular like fantasy things 
that Esther also likes. And then he also has a giant collection of local history books, which is right up my alley. So, I mean, when we go in there, we both scurry off into our own little sections. And it's not like it's a big store. I mean, it's like the size of an apartment. But we are in there for a while, and we always find something. I mean, we always leave with something. I don't think we've ever gone in there and not purchased something. And the, everything's really cheap, too. I mean, you're talking like 3 or $4 for a book. Yeah, like I honestly don't know how he stays open. Maybe he gets like donations or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just think a lot of people go there. Yeah. It's, it's really great. So if you're ever in Buffalo, you should definitely check it out because he's a great guy yeah. and his store is great. They just repainted it. And, you know, th- there's something amazing about businesses that choose to be in not less well-off sides of town, but, like, less populated sides of town. Because Buffalo definitely has, like, its super populated areas where all the, like, little boutiques are and, like, all the restaurants. Mm. I think you're touching on a very interesting topic that we could expand upon, but I would like to point out that the West Side and Grant Street is very populated. It's just not like a super hipster side of town. Um, there's not like a ton of young professionals that live there. So it's it's more of like an actual neighborhood, you know, which is there's nothing wrong with that, too. Like we've we lived in the Elmwood Village, which is kind of what I'm alluding to which mm-hmm. is more of like you know well off where there's little boutiques and stuff and this is more serves a purpose like people can yeah. go in and and get a book that they want and it's less of uh more of like a gimmick and more of just like this is a neighborhood store yeah but there there are still a lot of empty buildings on grant so it's not like he went somewhere that was like and when I say populated, I mean, like, there are a lot of, like, booming businesses around. Oh, see, I thought so, you meant, like, people living there. No, so he's bringing business to a side of town where, like, we travel to go there. Like, we used to live in walking distance, but now we purposefully drive to that side of town to go to this store. Yeah. And I don't think we're the only ones. Yeah, for sure we're not. Yeah. And, like, while you're there, why not stop and get breakfast somewhere, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it's good to have a good business in a side of town that doesn't have a lot of good businesses. And, I mean, it might. We I haven't walked around all that much, so I don't know. Yeah. In that little, like, strip, there are a lot of really cool yes. little stores and stuff. For sure. Um, yeah, so I knew you were going to say West Side Stories, which is, which is cool, because we did the 3 two, one. <laughs> it must be predictable. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you think that's that? Or do you want another question? Well, you didn't give me a good question. I didn't like like it. You didn't like it, so. Too generic. (laughs) Too generic. Um, Okay, okay, okay. What's your favorite restaurant in Buffalo? Oh, my God. Like, what type of restaurant? It doesn't have... No, no. Just pick a restaurant. No, I'd like there to be categories. No. What do you mean, no? No. (sighs) (laughs) You don't have a single, like, go-to restaurant? You do. I already know what it is. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell me what you mm-hmm. think? Because I don't think if we would do the same. No? We can do three, two, one, but I don't think it's going to be the same. Because do you have something in mind? or you I do, gonna... but I don't know if you're going to say it. Okay. Three, two, two one. Tense. Gabriel's Gate. What? See, that's why... That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't think we were going to say the same thing. Every time somebody comes to Buffalo, you're like, oh, you have to go to Gabriel's Gate. Yes. And anytime, For bar food. That's bar food. Anytime we're just like, oh. You said a restaurant, you... so I'm thinking like 
Ted's, just food. Ted's is more of a restaurant than Gabriel's Gate is. I guess, yes. Oh, no, you didn't put a lot of thought into that question. <laughs> I like Gabriel's Gate for their wings. They have good wings. They have good food. Yeah. Just and in it's general. in Allentown. It's like a nice little snapshot of Buffalo. Allentown's a good neighborhood to see if you want to see Buffalo really quick. Like, if you only have one neighborhood to see, go there. Like, that'd be the neighborhood I would send everybody to. But if you have time, like, I got a list of a million things you could do. <laughs> but if you're here, like, one night, you know, you're, like, fly in, fly out, or whatever, you're on your way somewhere else, that is a great place to, like, get the vibe of Buffalo, you know? And it's, yeah. it's super friendly, and the wings are good, and it's not super expensive. I mean, it's not, like, super cheap, but, yeah. I like Gabriel's Gate a lot, so, yes. I also like Ted's a lot, which is what I said, which is hot dogs. <laughs> Who and, doesn't like hot dogs? Uh, and it's good and it's different because it's char char grilled. Yeah, charcoal. Charcoal. They make it over charcoal. Grilled. And they rip them open and they cook them long enough. And this is my thing about buffalo food. We're just going to get into it. <laughs> We're going to talk about buffalo food. Um, look, if you're not in buffalo, you can call them buffalo wings. But they're not buffalo wings when you're here they're just wings or if you want chicken wings um and you don't bread them so like other places if they bread them it's just wrong and there's a very specific way a wing should taste right okay so when you but, said uh, what, when you said we're gonna talk about buffalo food you meant we're gonna talk no about wings. i'm not just talking <laughs> about wings i'm getting to hot dogs okay. right other places do hot dogs completely differently. You have, like, the Chicago hot dog, and you have, like, the New York City water dogs. You have all these different hot dog type things, right? But there's just something about Ted's where you just get this really burnt, ripped open hot dog that just is the bomb, you know? And it's so simple. I mean, their their restaurant is, like, just hot dogs. If you If you want to think about it, it's sort of like Subway, but... No, that is offensive. No! Don't, whatever Esther just said is so wrong. So you walk in. No, and no, then no, no. You're comparing counter. it to the worst restaurant in the world. Well, do you want me to say like Chipotle or something? That's at least better. Okay, whatever. It's like the same concept. You walk in, you order like your base. So do you want like a foot long? Do you want a burger? Do you want whatever? And then they cook it for you. And then you put all your toppings on at the end. That's all I was saying. Okay, but quality-wise, it's nowhere near the okay, yeah. Subway, which That's is not... like, bleh. I used to love Subway, but man, did it let me down over the last 15 years. It's progressively got worse. Subway's fine. They have a veggie sandwich, and not a lot of sub places have that. You know? I'm into that. Okay. <laughs> I have strong feelings on Subway. How it used to be good, and now it's just so bad. Oh my god! And I heard they're struggling now, which, oh no. I mean, it's only like 5000 to open up a franchise. Mm, they spread themselves too thin. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like towns that have like five people that live in them, and there's two subways. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody in the town works at the subway. You know, Buffalo doesn't have too many subways. Right? Awesome. That's great. But I think it's because we have other sandwich options here. Yes. Not every other town has other sandwich options. Yes. I think we could do a whole episode on Buffalo food, and I think we should sometime. Yeah. Because we're getting really into the Buffalo food. Yeah. Just okay. like every other city has their food, Buffalo has their food. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's not just wings. You know, everybody who's like, oh, Buffalo, it just has to be just wings. No, there's plenty of other things to eat. 
You're right. That are also local, you know. Okay. Well, are you ready to end this? Wow, are you ready to end this? <laughs> well, you just said we will this? talk about what we're currently talking about on a later yeah. episode. So I'm going to plug my Instagram because <laughs> I have to. Um, it's Jeffrey Searsant on Instagram. My full name, we'll put it in the, the link or the, or the description on the bottom. Uh, if you're listening to this not on the Anchor app, you can always um, send us a message on Facebook uh, for the Q&A section so we don't have to lamely ask ourselves questions uh, but if you are listening on anchor we strongly suggest you leave a voicemail it's super simple to do um, you just leave a voicemail and your voice could be on the podcast yeah so you go to our profile and then there's going to be an option to leave a voicemail and that's all yep it doesn't even have to be like a question or anything just stop and say hello you know we should make an instagram for jeff and esther Oh, we could do that. Yep. Instead of having to plug yours all the time, we could just have... But my Instagram is cool. Okay, but we can just have a podcast Instagram as well where people can ask questions and stuff. Yeah, that's an, that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, so maybe um, we'll do that. Yes. Also, uh, you know, I've had the creative bug hit me again, and there will be a YouTube video soon. So my very dormant youtube page will have a new video <laughs> relatively soon i don't want to give an exact date because i don't want to disappoint anyone who's gotten <laughs> to this point in the podcast but uh relatively soon there'll be a new youtube episode and in the youtube episode i'll plug the podcast and we could start spreading some views and listens around yeah, it's a never-ending cycle of plugging yeah well this was a good episode <laughs> All right. I'm just going to state it's a good episode. Okay. Is that weird? Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, a little weird coming from you. Oh, my gosh. Our cat literally climbed on the couch and is now talking into the microphone. All right. That's a good note to end on. All right. You're listening to (laughs) Esther and Jeff. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye.